Welcome to the Mind Muscle Connection Podcast, a show that is dedicated to educating you on applying science-based training, nutrition, and mindset strategies from some of the top minds in the industry to help you build a leaner, stronger, and more confident self. I'm your host, Jeff Hain. Let's dive in. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Mind Muscle Connection Podcast. Today is a solo episode and I have a topic I want to dive into and that topic is why you struggle in that phase after your fat loss phase. Yeah, that's the topic I want to dive into. And then uh, now I just have a few ways that you can help support the podcast. So first, uh, if you found this podcast to be helpful in any way, if you could leave a rating and review and that will help more people find this podcast. And again, I appreciate everybody that listens to this. Next, you can follow me on Instagram, Jeff, H-O-E-H underscore. Jeff, H-O-E-H-N underscore. Um, that's where I'm most active. You can reach out with any questions. And uh, again, I'll, I'll get back to you there. And that's the easiest place to get a hold of me. And then lastly, I have my one-on-one online coaching program. And with that, I help you lose body fat and build muscle with my strategic dieting and training methods. We look at things like your lifestyle and biofeedback to individualize your training and nutrition program to you and your specific needs. There's also at least one to two bottlenecks outside of the training and nutrition protocol that you know we find through your lifestyle and biofeedback back um, that are keeping you from seeing the results that you want to see. And so obviously we work on those things. So if you're interested, you can fill out the link in the show notes or reach out to me on Instagram and we can continue that conversation from there. So with that out of the way, let's dive into today's topic. So uh, again, I want to talk to you about that phase after fat loss and why you struggle and some things that you can work on um, in this phase. So one of the most common things I hear you know, from people that just reach out to me from day to day or my clients is that period of time after a fat loss phase, a lot of people struggle in it. And it makes sense. You know, your body wants to go back to where it was. And again, just, I always like to kind of frame this from, you know, just think your body doesn't realize that there's this abundance of food around um, at this point, right? Like this is relatively new compared to how long we've, you know, evolved and been around. So, you know, again, it doesn't realize that there's, there's a lot of food around. It's hardwired to think that, you know, we're, we don't really know like food just wasn't something that was going to be readily available all the time. So our bodies are really good at adapting to a period of time where it feels like it's not getting enough energy. And again, you know, thousands of years ago, this would have been like, okay, we're not bringing in a lot of food. So this means that there's probably not a lot of food around. So we just really need to be good at, um, you know, again, the, the body's good at adapting to that and just downregulating things that it deems not necessary from like an energy expenditure standpoint. But again, in today's world, that's not an issue. So what you see, you know, now the, the opposite issues. So it's good at adapting, but it's also very good at storing energy in, in case we're not going to get food for a long period of time. Okay. So, you know, now let's take it from today's, today's perspective. You know, somebody is, uh, again, there's this abundance of food around. It's easy to eat a ton of calories over and, and it's easy to be sedentary. So over time, you know, we, we store that ener- our body stores that energy as body fat in case we might not have food in the future. But again, we know that that's not really an issue for most people in, in today's world. Um, so again, it does that through, you know, body fat mainly. Um, that's, you know, the, where the biggest energy uh, reserve of the biggest reserve of energy is, is, is through body fat. And so now, you know, you do that. So again, that's why your body's good at more so adding body fat than it is at decreasing it uh, from a survival standpoint. And so now, you put, you go back to today's world, people want to drop weight, right? That's a lot of people's goal. So they do that. And, and that si- signal you're sending to your body. So in order to lose weight, we know that you need to be in a energy deficit. You need to expend less calories than you, you need to bring in less calories than you expend, right? That's gets you in that energy deficit. That's how you see weight come off, right? People know this. They need to eat less. They probably need to make better food choices. Maybe they need to move more. 
So that's what people do. But again, this is sending that signal to your body that there's not a lot of food around, right? And so what's going to happen then is you get down and now that you're down again, your body's good at adapting. So it's going to increase your hunger. Um, it's going to you know lower your energy expenditure. You're not going to feel like moving as much. And it's also going to be like, okay, holy crap, there's not food coming in. We need to store, you know, we need to be able to store this, right? So what happens then is you diet, you're down, you're in that state. Now you want to add in back. Now you just go back to what you're doing before. And now your body's just primed to store that as, as body fat. Okay. Um, and it's going to continue. That is probably going to continue until you get to the body fat that you were at before, maybe even a little bit higher. Right. So this is what you commonly see in today's, uh, you know, the, the common kind of yo-yo dieter, they lose weight, lose muscle in the process. In most cases, because they're just trying to lose weight super quick, weight comes back on super quick, mostly in the form of body fat. Now they're maybe a little bit higher around where they're at, but now they have less muscle. Um, and then it just rinse and repeat. Okay. So it, it makes sense, right? Your body wants to go back to where it was. So it's important to have a plan and some goals to aim for during this period of time. And so I just wanted to go over, you know, a few reasons why people struggle in this period after. So I think the very first one that we need to talk about here is expectations. Expectations. So I think first realize this period of time is tough and there is nothing wrong with you. I think that's the first thing, you know, the, a lot of people go into this process with not understanding what's going on. And so when they do get super hungry following a fat loss diet, or again, maybe you just push the diet for too long. And this is why I, you know, push diet breaks, taking maintenance phases and your body kind of just, you know, whether you want it to do it or not you, the fat loss phase ended, um, whether it was planned or not. And then, you know, now people are like, why can I just not stop eating? Why am I so hungry? And so there's nothing wrong with you here. This is your body, you know, just again, doing what it's done. It's, you know, while it's evolved and, um, again, it just doesn't realize that, you know, there's this, you can get, you can get thousands of calories super easy. Again, this wasn't the case, you know, hundreds, thousands of years ago. So again, your body wants to regain what it lost. And there's a high drive to do that. Um, it's going to place a high priority, uh, you know, high priority on that. So this is why you just feel like you just can't stop eating afterwards. So I think there's the first is expectation of there's nothing wrong with you. This is completely normal. And I think when people come at it from that standpoint, you feel a little bit better about it. Right. And again, is that obviously, okay, Hey, this is normal. Uh, this is, this is what happens. Like that's part of the battle. But again, there's nothing wrong with you. Um, I think a lot of times people spend a lot of time figuring out what's wrong with them when really it's just, you know, this is this is how the, the body is. Second, too often I see that people think they are going to stay the exact same weight um, as well. So when the scale goes up one morning, they freak out and they think they are, are gaining a bunch of body fat. So this is another big mistake, right? So again, first the expectation of, you know, realizing that this is normal, but also that second expectation is you're going to probably see a little bit of body weight come back up after a fat loss phase. Okay. So you're going to see it come up slightly in most cases. So just, just remember that. And also remember maintenance is a range and not just one exact number. So, you know, a lot of times people will lose weight, they get down to their lowest weight and they think that they have to maintain that absolute lowest number when really it's going to be a range. Okay. So like, for example, if a client gets down to 130 pounds on their fat loss diet, we're not just like, Hey, we have to maintain 130 pounds. We're going to be like, let's stay within a range here. You know, maybe this range is anywhere from 130 to 140. Maybe it's 130 to like 136, 137. Again, you don't have to get caught up in the exact numbers here, but giving them a range and realizing that that maintenance is a range and not this exact number can be really be helpful there. So again, I, it, with clients in this situation, what I do is I let them know that there will likely be a little bit of weight gain following a fat loss diet. Um, so we, so I give them a range of where it might be. Also, I let them know that what you do in the process following the fat loss diet makes all the difference. And these are the things I'm about to talk about. So, you know, double check your expectations and make sure that they are realistic. Okay. Um, I think that's super important um, in this, in this uh, period of time after, after the fat loss diet. 
Okay. So then, so that's the first thing is expectation. Second reason why you're struggling is too much tasty food. So following a fat loss diet, it's easy to start eating more tasty foods. Again, Hey, fat, fat loss diets over, you're restricting yourself. You don't make sense. You just want to have all, you know, the longer you do it, the more likely it's going to happen. You just want to think about all these foods that you can have fat loss diets over. So it doesn't matter anymore. However, these foods are easy to overeat, tough to moderate, and are exactly the types of food your body wants, especially following a period of time with when there's been energy restriction. So again, these are going to be, you know, your tasty foods, think high fat, high carbohydrate foods. This isn't like just sugar. It's not just, you know, it's not, it's high fat, high, high carbohydrate foods, right? This is why things like pizza taste so good. Ice cream. Again, they're, they're high sugar. Pizza is obviously not high sugar, but it's high carbohydrate, high fat, but something like ice cream, high sugar, high fat cookies, high sugar, high fat. Again, not just carbohydrates. It's, it's these foods that are very energy dense. That's what your body's craving. It's like, well, you know, we had this long period of time without food or maybe there was the, again, maybe your body senses there was a lack of food. Obviously you did that on purpose, but again, your body doesn't know that. So it's going to really just so like, it's going to want, it's, you know, it's on one end of the extreme, it's going to go to the other. And so again, those are the types of food your body's craving. So this is why it's so hard to like following a fat loss diet, or even during your fat loss diet, when you have these types of food, you have to be careful because that's exactly the formula that your brain wants. And so it can just be really tough to moderate it. And and so that's the the biggest thing. And then, you know, with these types of foods, because it's, it's very calorie dense, you know, what you feel like might just be a half a serving or one serving could be three to four. And now we're talking, you know, you're way over. So I push clients to limit tasty foods as much as possible for two to week, two to four weeks after the fat loss diet. I get that for some people, this isn't feasible. So again, having some sort of structure around those meals that are going to be outside of diet foods that you've been eating, right? I don't want to say diet foods, but foods that you've been eating. So, so again, it's limiting that, but again, I understand that that's not feasible for everybody. So then it's, Hey, what are some strategies, strategies we can do within that? If you are going to have those tasty foods and, you know, again, it's, you know, making sure your entire day, like most like 80% of your day is, is quote unquote diet foods. You know, you're still going high protein. Um, you're going to slow down when eating, you're going to try to avoid snacking and you're going to try to avoid like shrinking your calories. Those would be the big things there that I would say if you do have to have some tasty food or you just really want to enjoy some tasty food following a fat loss diet. These are some strategies that can help you manage that during it. Right. But again, if you don't have a game plan for it and it's, you just kind of wing it and you're just like, Oh, I'm going to eat I'm off the diet. Fat loss phase is over. I'm just going to eat anything and everything. That's where you're going to run into some issues. And again, remember this is also just, if you do it one time, we have to think about how often we do it. And we have to think about like how big, how, how much you had in that, in that meal. Right. It's like, if you do it once and you know, maybe you ate a little bit more than you want it. No big deal. Now you start doing it two, three, four times a week. And then within those, you're also like eating more and more. That's where it's going to start to add up. So most of your food increases should come from your quote unquote diet foods, right? So whatever you're eating during your fat loss phase, you're still eating the same thing. You're just increasing the serving sizes of those. So for example, instead of a half cup of rice, you do one cup for for dinner, or maybe you just add instead of four ounces of protein, maybe you're doing six ounces of it. So four ounces of chicken, maybe you switch to six ounces of chicken and then a half cup of rice to a cup of rice. And then over time, you can start to increase your tasty food. So example, two to four weeks after 90 to 95% is nutrient dense single ingredient type food. So again, you're kind of quote unquote diet foods. And then four to six weeks after maybe it's down to 80 to 90% and then 10 to 20% tastier foods um, and whatnot. And then you can slowly increase that. But if you just go straight into like, Hey, diet's over, I'm going to do I'm not going to completely disregard what I ate. I'm just going to completely change it. You're going to struggle and it's going to be really hard to moderate your food intake following. The third 
thing uh, why you struggle is no moderation. So you're going to be hungry for a period of time after your fat loss diet. We've we've established this so you understand that. What this means is that you still need to display some moderation. You'll want to eat that extra serving, but you still need to say no more often than not. If you don't ever make those tough choices, you'll likely have a tougher time following your uh, fat loss diet. So again, this is where you know people they the fat loss diet's over, and then they just want to. And again, I think I think how you did your fat loss diet is going to also play a big role in terms of how you feel during this phase. So like, for example, the more restrictive you are, the like the more like aggressive your fat loss diet was, the higher the risk of all this is going to be. Whereas if you, you know, really, if you have good protocols for fat loss, again, you're not going super aggressive. You're still eating good foods. You're still weight training. You're hitting high protein. You're getting good sleep. I think the likelihood of how far you're going to want to swing away from it is going to be decreased. So this is, you can set yourself up for this beforehand. Um, but also again, doing, doing the things after the fat loss diet are important too, but just remember that what you did during that fat loss phase is going to be important for this. But, and so kind of an, an example I want to bring up is I had a, uh, MMA client, he had a fight and so we had to make weight and we had to do a pretty aggressive weight cut. I mean, it was like, Hey, you're probably going to lose some muscle in this process. And the, the rate that we're going at this, this weight loss is super aggressive. And I would not be comfortable doing that with, I mean, it was, you know, tough to be like, Hey, you should do this. But again, he, he wanted to do this fight. So I was going to try to help him get there as in the best way possible, but still it was very aggressive. And, you know, one of the main things he wanted to work on with me was after his fights, he wanted to be able to maintain his weight a little bit better. Um, so that way, again, we didn't have to keep doing this massive yo-yoing. And so following his fat loss diet, you know, he, I knew he wanted to enjoy some foods. I could just tell by the way he was like kind of posting on social media and the way he was talking to me. I was like, okay, you know, again, we're going to have to really moderate this. And, you know, the post diet phase was a little bit more challenging for him than I think he thought. Um, again, I think he managed it well. He he said he wasn't as like puffy afterwards. He wasn't, you know, he felt just better overall. He recovered quicker um, in the weeks following, but still probably put on a little bit more weight than we wanted. And in our check-ins, it was just me consistently being like, hey, I see you're eating this food and that's fine, but you might have to dial back the serving size and just realize that the more of this tasty food you're putting in, the tougher it's going to be to moderate it. Um, and so you're going to have to make that tough choice there. And it was, it was just a tough thing. Right. So, but, but again, the big thing was, is he wasn't really doing a great job of moderating. And I told him that was going to be, you know, that's going to be tough for him to not see that weight come back up. So what I'm trying to get at here is you're going to have to still display some moderation afterwards. You're still going to have to make those tough choices. Um, again, you're probably going to have to still maybe not have that extra piece of cake that you want, or that extra piece of pizza that you want, or that extra serving size of whatever it may be. You know, you might still have to be selective on, you know, you know, Hey, I typically have takeout two to three times a week. I st- might have to just drop it down to one for a, a period of time. And just realize that if you don't do that, the, the likelihood of you being able to moderate your food intake and stick within the calorie amount that you need to, to kind of, to, uh, not see that weight come back up super quick is, is it's just going to be very, very tough. Um, and again, you just have to weigh the pros and cons uh, of that. But I think this is also a skill. So I don't think that you're going to get this down right away. I think it's going to take some time. Um, and you do this a couple of times and you start to get better at it. Um, and you can see, you know, what strategies work for you and, and, and whatnot. That was obviously our first time working together afterwards. Um, and so, you know, the next time he has a fight, we're going to, again, try to build off of uh, this last one. And I'm sure he's going to make better choices um, afterwards. Um, but again, we also want to try to set him up for a better cut because, again, that's going to make him less likely to want to overeat following that fat loss diet. So just realize that. You're gonna have to disp- you're gonna have to get 
uncomfortable here and make some tough choices. If you don't ever do that, it's going to be tougher to maintain that weight. Or uh, again, it's going to be tougher to not see that weight come up as much as you want. Um, so that's number three. The number four thing, thing as to why you struggle after fat loss diet is poor sleep. Poor sleep is going to hurt you at any time, um, but following a fat loss diet when hunger is high, it's going to make things even tougher. Tougher. Um, I guess I was trying to say like Tupperware there or something, but it's going to make it even tougher. Biggest reason poor sleep will likely increase your hunger and it's going to increase your want for tasty type foods combined with also your body naturally, like after following a fat loss diet is already going to, that's going to be a little bit higher. So if you're also adding poor sleep to the to the equation, that's just going to expedite everything and make everything worse. So um, this is a great time to really focus on your on your sleep um, afterwards. And again, sleep's always going to be important, but you know this would be a time that I would really focus on that. So the next thing is why you struggle is you have no goal. If your only goal is to maintain your low weight from the fat loss diet, you're, you're going to struggle. Uh, you need to set other goals. So for me, what I like to do for clients here is now we're going to set more like training performance goals and um, also maybe seeing like so, so, so I think the big one's the training and performance goal. Other examples would be making sure you're aiming for a step goal, aiming for a protein goal, um, working on new habits, whether that's, Hey, maybe we need to work on your sleep. Maybe we need to work on your stress management. Maybe we need to work on like slowing down when eating, but you're still setting other goals that isn't just maintaining a low weight. Um, also a big one that, you know, you need to focus that I think super important to focus on is seeing your biofeedback improve. So seeing things like hunger, uh, levels decrease, energy levels uh, increase, sleep get better, maybe your libido come back up, maybe training performance get better. So, you know, seeking some of those things I think can be super helpful. But again, if it's just, oh, I have to maintain this low body weight, oh, that's going to be pretty tough to to follow and you're, you're going to feel like you're struggling there. So make sure you set up some other goals. Uh, next big mistake I see made is restricting your food intake when you see your weight go up one day. You know, too often I see people put too much stock into seeing their scale weight go up one day. And again, this comes down to if you were just trying to maintain this this absolute low weight from your fat loss phase, you're going to struggle. And so again, they see it come up a little bit, then they go back to they go straight back to restricting their food intake. Oh, now I got to dial back what I was eating. I got to go back in a deficit, and then it ends up being this up and down cycle, right? You dial it back that day. Now you get super hungry. You want more tasty food. That tasty food's around. Now it's hard. now you go and overeat. You weigh in the next day. You see your scale weights higher. So then you go back to restricting, rinse and repeat, and it's just this up and down cycle with it trending up over time. So your weight's going to fluctuate from day to day. You need to stick with it and not go straight back into you know the fat loss mode where you're trying to get your weight down to your absolute lowest. And again, this just comes back to if that your only goal is maintaining that absolute low weight, you're going to struggle. But I also think this is where having a coach comes in and telling you what's going on with these fluctuations in your scale weight following this, this period of time after your fat loss diet. Next big mistake is not lifting. You know, seeing your scale weight come up a little bit while lifting is a lot different than seeing your scale weight go up without lifting. You need to make sure you keep lifting following a fat loss diet. Your body is going to be in a better position to build muscle now that you're eating a bit more food. So there could be some muscle growth or or depending on how long you dieted, how lean you got. Yeah, again, how long you dieted, they, like you could be regaining some lost muscle that you had in that initial phase. So just make sure you're lifting. Um, I think it's super important. Like I said, if you see your scale weight come up a little bit while you're lifting, that's going to be a lot different than if you're not doing anything and you're seeing your scale weight come up because if it's lifting, we can be sure that at least some of it was, was muscle. Whereas if you're not lifting and you're seeing your scale weight go up, uh, it's, I mean, it's mostly, it's probably just body fat coming up. Right. So the next big mistake uh, I see people make is the low, low activity levels. Um, just because your fat loss diet is over, doesn't mean you can just drop your activity levels, you know, maintaining a moderate to high activity level is one of the best things you can do to maintain your body weight long-term. That's where steps I think really shine. 
I try to explain this to clients. Like if you come in and you're not, you're moving, you know, you say you're like sub 6,000 steps and we get that bumped up. You're going to see this initial weight loss because you're, you're increasing your energy expenditure, but over time, your body adapts to that kind of movement better. So you're not going to continually see weight loss, like drop down. But what it does do is it does a great job of, it makes it easier to maintain your body weight. It's going to be much tougher for your scale weight to come up if you're maintaining a good amount of of steps per day. So it's like increasing your steps initially is going to get you that nice decrease. Eventually it's going to plateau, but it's also a great insurance against seeing your scale weight come up. So just make sure you're maintaining at least a moderate to high activity level. So I, I would say anywhere from like eight to 10 K per day, you could go a little bit higher if you want it. You could maybe fall a little bit lower, but I think once you fall under six to eight K, uh, that's not going to be great from an overall health standpoint. I think if you want to maximize body composition, eight to 10 K is going to be kind of that sweet spot, eight to 10 K plus. I think if you want to really maintain your weight and again, like maintain a good body composition, eight K is probably the minimum you, you want to be at, um, there with that. Again, there's some wiggle room there, but, uh, I think absolute under 6,000, probably just not going to be great for overall health. And then lastly, the other big mistake people make, just no accountability. Okay. So this period of time is not easy. Try to find some accountability. If you have done weight loss challenges or worked with a coach and they didn't focus on this time period with you, you know, they're doing you a disservice. You know, this is just as important. Don't be that person that's just doing yearly weight loss challenges where you restrict, you know, for four weeks and then all that weight comes back on and then a little bit more comes on and then you do the same thing year after year, you know, do something different, get some accountability during this period of time. It doesn't necessarily have to be a coach, but, you know, maybe find somebody who's gone through it or is doing it the same time as you, like, you know, maybe you do meet somebody in the weight loss challenge. And now it's like, Hey, do you want to focus on still kind of continuing this afterwards? Cause you know, I've, I don't know if you've experienced this, but I've always seen my weight come up following a, a fat loss diet. So I think that's uh very important um, to do. So just get some sort of accountability there. Uh, whether it's coach or somebody you know that's going through the same thing or has gone through it. So I just want to leave you with a few things here to remember. So following a fat loss diet, it's important to remember these things. There's going to be some weight regain following a diet, right? Some people get lucky and they don't, but if you see it come up a little bit, that's okay. Most people just wing their post fat loss phase and that's why they regain a lot of body fat. Okay. So they just wing it. They don't have a game plan. It's just, it's fat loss is done. Boom. Let's go back to what we were doing before. That's where you see a lot of issues crop up. Okay. So if you're somebody that you're still tracking, you're still doing these things, you're still weight training and your weight slowly coming up. That's a lot different. That's not, you're just gaining all this body fat. You failed. It's just, that's again, that's going to happen. And remember that the people that screw up the most this after this phase is they just, they burnt themselves out during the fat loss phase. And now it's just like, screw it, I'm done. And and that, those are the people that see the biggest problems following these fat loss phases. And again, I just want to bring that up because I know people that they they overly stress about seeing their scale weight come up a little bit, but they're, they're still tracking. They're still doing all these things. It's like, you're in a good spot. Don't, don't stress that. Another thing to keep in mind here too, is if you are like seeing your scale weight come up more than you would want or whatnot, if you're eating it, you know, if you think you're eating at your maintenance and gaining a lot of weight, you might be underestimating how many calories you eat. So just pay attention. Can you do some of these things I talked about today? Um, there with that, you know, that's just, double check that because that could be something that you might be missing out on. You might just be underreporting, right? We know in the research that people underreport how many calories they they consume and overestimate how many how much movement they have. So just just keep that in mind. And lastly, just remember you're going to be hungry. You're just you're still going to have to make tough choices following the fat loss diet, okay? So, um just super important that you remember that. I think a lot of times people forget that. And again, that goes back to expectations. So, that's it for this episode. Hopefully this was helpful um so that you can, you know, manage this post diet period uh much better. If you can do this, 
you know, just think you're, you're going to be ahead of most people because you're going to, um, you know, you, now that you're, you're here, you're maintaining this, um, you're at your maintenance for calories, you're lifting, you're going to build some muscle. And then next time you go in fat loss diet, you're going to, you know, have more muscle and you're just going to have a much better, you're just going to have a more improved look as you diet down for, for fat loss. So that's it for this episode. If you guys have any questions on it, let me know. And I will chat with you soon. Thank you for listening. If you want more free content like this, follow me on Instagram at JeffH91 underscore or visit jhhealth.net. See you next time.